gospel reading is from John, the 21st chapter, verses 1 through 19. Jesus showed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias, and he showed himself in this way. Gathered there together were Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Just after daybreak, Jesus stood on the beach, but the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, you have no fish, have you? They answered him, No. He said to them, Cast the net to the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast it, and now they were not able to haul it in, because there were so many fish. That disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on some clothes, for he was naked, and jumped into the sea. But the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, only about a hundred yards off. When they had gone ashore, they saw a charcoal fire there, with fish on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, a hundred fifty-three of them. And though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my lambs. A second time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Very truly I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your own belt and to go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will fasten a belt around you, and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he would glorify God. After this he said to him, Follow me. The author of John wants us to know several things in this week's reading. Jesus has truly risen from the dead. Jesus is physically present since he eats meal with the disciples who are present. Jesus gives abundantly. The fish overflow the nets. Jesus redeems those who deny him. 
Peter is given the opportunity to profess his love for Jesus three times, which corresponds to a denying Jesus three times. Three times. Three times a charm, we say to our passenger, smiling nervously as we try one more time to get the, star, the car started on a snowy morning. Third times the charm is the comfort we offer to a five-year-old when the child timidly approaches the new two-wheeler after already weathering two crashes. Third time's a charm is the mantra a baseball player recites when they've already got two strikes against them. The truth is, it seems that sometimes good and bad things really do sometimes happen in threes. It really does seem like it takes at least three times to get going, work out, sink in, and make an impact. Has anyone ever taken out the garbage after being asked only once? How many of your children clean their rooms after one invitation? How many of you write thank you notes after the entry on your smartphone's to-do app says it's past due for more than just a few days? But instructions aren't the only thing we need to hear more than once in order to take them to heart. All of us who have ever loved or been loved know that the words, I love you, can never be spoken too often. For those of us who have weathered the hurts of a broken relationship, saying I love you for the first time again is one of the most stressful things we will ever do. Saying I love you out loud is an important milestone in any relationship, whether you're whispering it to a new sweetheart, promising it to a new child, admitting it to an estranged parent, offering it to a lonely friend, revealing it to a rival sibling. Saying I love you once is never enough. It's just the beginning. We must say I love you over and over again. We must hear I love you over and over again. Before we begin to trust the reality of those words and before we can feel the weight of the love that lies behind them. In today's gospel text, Jesus asked Peter three times, three separate times, Do you love me? As I said, in part, we can understand this is the author's way of canceling out each one of Peter's shameful denials of Jesus on the night he was arrested and betrayed. But Jesus' persistence demonstrates more than a tit-for-tat scorekeeping of rights and wrongs. The reason Christ ties each of Peter's confessions of love for him into a thrice-repeated command, care for my sheep. What took Peter three times to get, and what takes all of us a lifetime to practice is that Jesus' question about loving and his command about feeding are inseparable. Didn't Peter understand immediately the implications of what it means to love Christ? Truly, loving Christ means feeding the sheep. It means loving, protecting, caring for all those whom Christ loves, which means everyone. Peter, do you love me? Then feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? 
than tend my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Then feed my sheep. Loving Christ and loving and tending Christ's flock are one and the same thing. But that love confessed and the love expressed can take many different forms, and not all of them are pleasant. For every loving moment spent cuddling a new baby, there are an awful lot of equally loving but not so lovely moments spent changing smelly diapers. Loving a spouse is planning a romantic candlelight dinner for two and going to the play when you would rather go to the basketball game or vice versa. A loving friend gives you a comfortable place for coffee and conversation, but it also means being there for him or her at 2 a.m. when you are needed. Tending sheep and loving Christ is sometimes messy, inconvenient, upsetting, and uncomfortable. It takes more than just good intentions to make the kind of loving commitment Jesus was trying to get Peter to admit to. It takes habits. Establishing faith and love as a pattern of living takes commitment to what is called the three R's. Repetition, ritual, and reinforcement. Repetition. Jesus repeated his question to Peter three times, not out of doubt or because of Peter's denseness, but in order to strengthen the power of his words. With each do you love me, the meaning and inferences behind this query seeped more deeply into Peter's heart. In the last few decades, repetition as a way of learning has gotten bad press for being simply rote memorization. But there is another phrase children use to describe something they have committed to memory, sometimes maybe through repetition. We learn by heart. All those prayers, those actions, those responses to life that we learn by heart through constant repetition become a part of our heart. Number two is ritual. Rituals need not be mindless acts. Indeed, Rituals rightly performed are mindful acts. We all have our personal rising rituals. We get up, brush our teeth, take a shower, walk the dog, make the coffee, read the paper, or do some version of this routine. The consistency is comforting and settles our systems before we launch into another busy, hectic day. You probably have established similar habits. A pattern of faithfulness that serves the same purpose is showing love in word and deed. We need faith rituals to give us stability when everything else around us seems to be shifting. All faith rituals need not be as formal as going to church or receiving communion. Reinforcement. It is so hard to stay on a diet when you hit one of those weight plateaus where no matter how good you are, how many salads you eat, your scales refuse to budge. We need periodic positive reinforcement to keep our faith renewed and refreshed. This is why we need to hear I love you as often as we need to say it. Whether we hear it or not, our Lord is constantly saying I love you through the many blessings 
including God's grace, that are bestowed upon us. Having the repetition, ritual, and reinforcement in our spiritual lives can help us remember that, and in turn, remind others when we tend those who Jesus calls his sheep. Amen. let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe that in thine ocean depths its flow may richer fuller be Followest all my way I yield my flickering torch to thee My heart restores its borrowed ray That in thy sunshine's blaze its day May brighter, fairer be joy that seekest me through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain and feel the promise is not vain that morn shall tearless be